Welcome everyone to Football Friday. We are on our 20th episode now of Football Friday, going through all of the 2020 regular season and the postseason. Um, as always, I'm Rusty. You got Chris with me here. What's uh, up? Unsure if Mark will be here. He always pops in sometimes, so <laughs> we'll see if he does or not today. I don't know what his schedule is like, but anyways, uh, we got we had a lot of news this week, uh, specifically pertaining to head coach and a lot of coordinator news. Uh, a little bit of GM news. The last um, GM position was filled this week as well in Washington. So um, we also have conference conference championship weekend to talk about. So let's get into the news. Uh, wasn't any NCAA news, um, major news anyways, that I could think of. Uh because I think we already went over Jeremy Pruitt was fired from Tennessee mm-hmm. on Monday. So uh, yeah. I haven't heard anything on their front on that front yet of who they're going to hire at Tennessee. But as far as NFL news, uh, we'll start off on a kind of um, I don't know how to describe it. Bad <laughs> We're starting off with the bad news, I guess. Um, so, uh, we just want to say our condolences go out to the, um, Thompson family, former Packers GM, Ted Thompson passed away this week, um, at 68 years old. Uh, I didn't hear the reasoning, uh, or, or why he passed. Um, but I have no idea. Yeah. Um, anyways, sad news for the Packers organization and uh, the Thompson family there. But um, let's get into some of the hirings and interviews uh, as far as head coaches um, and coordinators go. So uh, let's start off in Detroit. The Lions, we already said they were going to hire Dan Campbell. Um, I just wanted to point out that it is a six-year deal, so a lot of the head coaches this cycle signed pretty long deals, five, six years. Um, I think teams are finally understanding that that's the length that you have to be committed in order to Uh let the culture sink in and actually get to to winning. Uh Um, So, yeah, six-year deal for Dan Campbell in Detroit, and he has his new defensive coordinator now, uh, Saints DB's coach Aaron Glenn, uh, former Jets corner Aaron Glenn. Um, So that will be Dan Campbell's defensive coordinator in Detroit. Um, And speaking of Detroit, though, the former Lions head coach... Matt Patricia, he's headed back to New England. Uh, They didn't announce a specific role. They just said he's going to assist the coaching staff in a variety of different roles. um, But he will be going back to the Patriots 
Um, of course. He's also bringing along another assistant. I um, am blanking on that assistant's name right now, though. As far as the Bears defensive coordinator search uh, is going, Ian Rappaport actually just broke the news that they have hired uh, their new defensive coordinator, and it is um, Sean Desai. Uh, he was an internal candidate. Uh, I believe he was the defensive backs coach i could be wrong on that um but yeah sean desai is now i don't even know if that's how you exactly say it pronounce it uh so (laughs) don't quote me on that pronunciation but yeah bears have a new (laughs) defensive coordinator uh in the place of the retired chuck pagano one person that the bears interviewed though um as well as the chargers are interviewing him as well is um colts defensive backs jonathan defensive backs coach jonathan gannon uh looking at him for uh the la defensive coordinator spot with brandon staley there as the new head coach the chargers did hire a defensive coach however um brandon staley brought along uh, Rams assistant Joe Barry with him. Uh, He will be the defensive passing game coordinator and linebackers coach for the Chargers. Um, Speaking of the Rams filling in for Brandon Staley, uh, the Rams have their new DC. It is uh, Falcons interim head coach Raheem Morris. Uh, I think that was probably the biggest defensive coordinator get on on the market um Uh as far as i'm concerned anyways and we have a ryan back in the in the league uh i don't i i think he was still in the league though i don't i think he was with the team but i just can't think of who it was it was in a very obscure um position but i'm pretty sure rob ryan has been in the league if 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 i'm wrong oh well um i know that rex's son seth was a or i don't know if he still is but he was a wide receivers coach for the chargers okay yeah no he wasn't rob ryan wasn't in the league this year um he was last uh, with the Washington football team in 2019 as the inside linebackers coach. And that's exactly what he's going to be with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, going back to his former home in Baltimore, uh, where both him and Rex coached before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Rob Ryan, back in the league. Ready for the <laughs> to see the flow on the sidelines again. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting jobs though and rex doesn't because i personally thought that rex was a better coach but maybe he's just not going for jobs who knows yeah i don't know i think rex seems pretty comfy in his espn studio <laughs> um 
former Ravens coach, defensive line coach uh, Joe Cullen. He is headed to Jacksonville to be Urban Meyer's defensive coordinator. Um, Urban also got his offensive coordinator uh, in hiring former Lions uh, interim head coach Daryl Bevel as his OC. Um, so I'm not too familiar with Joe Cullen, but I don't know about Daryl Bevel. It's just <laughs> he hasn't worked out in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm skeptical about the hire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, he hasn't really been a great fit wherever he's been so far, but it only takes that one good place. So, yeah. Knows? And I mean, he will have pretty good quarterback. So, um, and your Jets, Chris, they got their mm-hmm. defensive coordinator hiring uh, Falcons defensive coordinator Jeff Ulbrich. Um, they sign an offensive coordinator too, yet? Yeah, Mike LaFleur. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. But yeah, um, Jeff Ulbrich. No, but the defensive coordinator, though, that was the only part of the coaching staff so far that I've been kind of questionable about because, I mean, yeah, personnel has something to do with it, but the Falcons' defense this year was terrible. Well, he was in the Falcon. He was in the D.C. the whole year. He was the linebackers coach for most of the year, assistant head coach and linebackers coach. And then uh, once Raheem Morris took over, he moved Ulbrich to defensive coordinator. I mean, I'd have to see, I'd have to look at the numbers, like split from last year between when, uh, when Dan Quinn was the head coach and then when he got fired, see if the numbers changed at all. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Well, they did hold Kansas City down pretty well. That is true. <laughs> Um, and we are down to one head coach opening because the Eagles, they got their man hiring Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni. Um, kind of, it was literally out of the blue for me anyways, uh, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, I think too. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I had heard his name at all in terms of. Uh, head coaching the vacancies the entire time so yeah the only place he interviewed was with the eagles um Mm -hmm. but you know i a little bit of background on nick sirianni so he spent three years in kansas city as an assistant uh that was before andy reed um Five years with the Chargers, which is where he met Frank Reich when Reich was the offensive coordinator. Um, and then the past three years have been with the Colts. And I th- I'm i not sh- – I don't think – not all three years were offensive coordinator. I think just this year or the last two. I can't remember who was it before him, but I don't think he was there for the three years. Yeah. Uh, I think he might have been the quarterback's coach his first year and then uh, moved to offensive coordinator once Frank Reich took over. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of funny, though, that he's going back to where Frank Reich came from. Yeah, that's exactly 
what a lot of Eagles people are are saying why the Eagles hired him, essentially. Because mm-hmm. they couldn't get Frank Reich, so they got Frank, Frank, Frank Reich's second best guy, or first, or best guy, I mean. Um, <laughs> so, you know. And they were also saying, well, Carson Wentz to Indianapolis was a big topic, but they just brought Indianapolis to Carson Wentz instead. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the numbers for Sirianni's offense, even though he did not call plays in Indy, um, 10th in total offense, 378.1 yards per game. Um, 11th in passing, 153, uh, 253.3. 11th in rushing, 124.8. And then 9th in scoring at 28.2 points per game. So, pretty good. Um, And in his former position now, uh, the Colts promoted within uh they promoted quarterbacks coach marcus brady to offensive coordinator so look for marcus brady in the 2022 coaching coach hiring cycle just a name to throw out there as far as the texans head coach searching is going they interviewed two more candidates uh former Colts and Lions head coach Jim Caldwell, who had interviewed for a couple spots around the league. And the one that is, it didn't really blow up Twitter right now anyways. It, it did for like a couple minutes. They interviewed quarterback Josh McCown for their head coaching <laughs> position. Um, <laughs> which someone said if they hire Josh McCown... If Josh McCown gets head coaching job before Eric Bieniemy, they said Twitter is going to burn to the ground. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that today, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's that Bieniemy doesn't really want to leave yet. Maybe he likes being the offensive coordinator there for Kansas City, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There have been so many reports of why, um, of why he hasn't gotten a job i mean the thing is is i i heard it before but you know sometimes when you're getting your first head coaching job you just have to take whatever you can get essentially take the best possible thing you can get uh because then you might not be successful necessarily but at least your name is out there as a head coach now and I think that's what a lot of teams look at. Like, you know, they already have experience head coaching, um, which is good. And then usually if a guy isn't successful, his first stop, his second head coaching opportunity is usually successful. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I can think of anyways, I don't have any examples that I can think of off the top of my head, but um I mean, I'm trying to think of Jets examples. I mean, <laughs> Pete Carroll, I don't know if there was any head coaching positions between when he was the Jets head coach and when he's Seattle, but he's obviously done really well in Seattle. 
Yeah, he was the USC head coach where he won a national championship. No, but I meant NFL. Oh. <laughs> um, but either either example fits the narrative, though. He survived one season with the Jets and then went on to win a national championship and a Super Bowl. So. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, I, you know, Andy Reid, but, you know, Andy Reid was successful in Philadelphia and Kansas City, so mm-hmm. I can't really say that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, as... And I hinted earlier about the last couple GM spots getting filled. Uh, so the Washington football team got their guy uh, hiring 49ers uh, vice president of player personnel, Martin Mayhew, as their GM. Originally, the reports were that former Panthers GM Marty Herney was going to be the GM. Uh, but then they, the Washington sent out an update and said no martin mayhew is our gm marty herney is the executive vice president of football slash player personnel so still a prominent role though uh it's going to be those two guys essentially and ron rivera as the head of the team the jags also have their gm uh just cutting off the interim tag on trent balky um, so he is back in the general manager spot, uh, former Niners GM. Now to player news. So he has some off-season surgeries happening. Uh, start off with the Titans, AJ Brown. Uh, he had a cleanup on both of his ankles. Uh, he'll just you know, miss a couple weeks and then get ready for OTAs uh, coming up in march April. yeah I, w- I wonder if like what he said was actually true or like how true it actually was <laughs> i don't know if you heard his comments about it but he said something about how the doctors told him he should like be done for the season in like week two or something like that yeah i mean if that's the case and that's true that then that's incredible because he had a really good season pro bowler yep i'm not sure um Another wide receiver going under, undergoing surgery. Uh, Michael Thomas likely to undergo surgery, anyways, uh, on his torn deltoid, uh, as well as uh, the injured ligaments that he had in his ankle that made him miss most of the season. Um, and then. As far as playoff team, Bills running back Zach Moss already ruled out for the postseason. Uh, he had minor surgery on his ankle, uh, but should be good to go for uh, the offseason work. Um, and then now let's go to current uh, weekly injury news here. So the Bills uh, wide receiver Gabriel Davis, he is questionable. Uh, I didn't see what his ailment was, um, but I know he is listed as questionable uh, on the final uh-huh. final injury report. One wide receiver. Uh, that, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> one wide receiver that will not be playing in the conference championships 
Uh, Antonio Brown, he is out. He has a knee injury. Um, so Brady down one weapon anyways. The yeah, I'm not commenting on that because it's come back and bite me. So. <laughs> the Bucks uh, designated running back Kenyon Barner to return off of IR. I'm not sure if he is going to, if they activated him or not. Uh, I know they did, however, today activate defensive tackle Vita Vea. Uh, he's going to play yeah. on Sunday, which is a huge get uh, in the middle of their defense trying to stop Aaron Jones in the run game. But, yeah, if, if they get Kenyon Barner back too, though, I mean, their their return game will be vastly improved as well. And let's see. One last uh, weekly report here. Patrick Mahomes. He is good to go. He said today on his um, press conference that he cleared concussion protocol and he'll play. He does still have the foot injury um, that he's dealing with, but I think, um, you know, let's get a little cortisone shot in it and he'll be fine (laughs) um now let's go to other player news here so um big running back on the free agent market getting a head start anyways on his free agency ravens they released running back mark ingram uh still said he wants to play in 2021 still says he has a lot to give so uh we'll see where he lands do, do the Jets want him? <laughs> no, I, I honestly like I don't know. I'm done with all these old running backs. Not that Mark Ingram's old; he'd be an upgrade over Frank Gore. But I'd rather just see the young guys shine and see what they could do. And plus, there's still a chance that the Jets will take Etienne or Najee Harris or one of those other guys at the end of the first or the uh, beginning of the second round. In the draft so um but no i honestly wouldn't mind seeing him reunite with camara back down in new orleans but i don't know what uh what kind of contract uh latavius murray's on though yeah i was gonna say they got uh, murray filled in pretty well um for ingram after he left mm-hmm. a couple years ago um mm-hmm. And probably the biggest other news, Philip Rivers, he is done, retired. Um, incredible career by Philip. Unfortunately, never got the ring that he wanted. Um, never even made it to a Super Bowl. Um, but he did finish um, with fifth in total passing yards, 63,440. Um, fifth in passing touchdowns with 421. Uh, mm-hmm. He was an eight-time Pro Bowler uh, in his 17 seasons, as well as um, never missed a game, 252 mm-hmm. consecutive starts. Yeah, he uh, He's honestly one of the best quarterbacks of the last two decades, but he's always been overshadowed by the other four or five guys like breeze manning brady Mm -hmm. roethlisberger and rogers like all those guys 
he's never really mentioned in the same conversation as them, but I think he should be. It's just because he's never won the ring. Um, but I personally think that he could even possibly be better than one of the most famous guys who never won a ring in Dan Marino. And he's a Hall of Famer, so. Yeah, I mean, I just... Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's, Rivers is a hard um, candidacy with all the other guys, like you said. Um, especially when the guy he was traded for won two Super Bowls when he didn't win any. <laughs> yeah, but he Manning had good defenses. Right. Um, I think it's hard, though, with Rivers because – of the lack of playoff success. Uh, and he only made it to one, two. I remember at least one. I was saying, no, AFC one. Championship, I can't which was crazy in that AFC championship because he played through it with a torn ACL um, mm-hmm. in that game. So, um, you know. But I also think. Rivers wasn't as consistent as a lot of the best quarterbacks throughout his career. Mm-hmm. I think that's another issue that people have with Philip Rivers that he wasn't the best for, you know, a period of time. He was up and down. He was the best one day and then <laughs> the worst the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,. He kind of even showed that this year. Um, I mean, they had some really great games, and then they had – I forget who they were playing in the game. It, was it the Ravens game where the guy just jumped right over him when he was on the ground? Yeah, Rivers kind of just fell down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this season was kind of a microcosm of his career. He had the ups and he had the downs. But, yeah, just like this season, he never made it all the way. Um it was kind of weird, though, because, um, like, the initial reports were that he thought he was going to play one more. But I, I don't know if it, he retired because he wanted to retire, or did he go and talk to the Colts and say, hey, I'm interested in coming back. Like, do you guys want me back? And maybe well, they said no. I I think he still could have been a starting quarterback in this league somewhere. Maybe not with the Colts. I mean, even if he went back to the Colts, they probably would have had some sort of quarterback competition, whether that be with uh, Jacob Eason, who they drafted last year, or even Jacoby Brissett again, or who knows, another guy that may, might not be on the team right now. But um, yeah, there there was definitely a starting position for him somewhere in the league if he really wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colts have a big hole now. No, Jacoby Reset's not not gonna be there either. So he's a free agent. Jacob Eason's their only quarterback. So, um, yeah. Another guy that retired just today, I believe. Steelers tight end Vance McDonald. Uh, after eight seasons. Um, I was going to say, he didn't play that long. Yeah. He's still kind of young, right? 
yeah, 30 years old. Drafted mm-hmm. uh, by San Fran in 2013. Uh, got traded in 2017 to the Steelers. Um, didn't do that much. Uh, not 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 the best, you know. But he I will mean, always have the stiff arm against the Bucks on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. against Chris Conti. <laughs> Wasn't he also the one that caught the ball against the Patriots in the on the goal line a couple years ago? I have no idea. The playoff was it a playoff game or like the last game of the season or something? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. <laughs> the catch that ended up not being a catch. Oh, I think so. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you probably blocked it out of your memory because it was a BS call. I believe he caught. Uh, some balls as well, or maybe that was Delaney Walker. Actually, I'm thinking back now. Um, when the Niners were doing well <laughs> under Jim Harbaugh, um, but yeah, Vance McDonald has also retired. The Steelers also were in the news this week because they signed free agent quarterback Dwayne Haskins um, Mm -hmm. to a one-year deal. So, I mean, it's – I don't – I've said before I don't really think Dwayne Haskins is that great. But it's a low-risk option for the Steelers. They need to think about their future. Signing a former first-round pick isn't a bad option. Um, especially, like I said before, I, I think Matt Canada is a really good coach. So, um, I think if anyone can do it and get Dwayne Haskins back on track to at least be a serviceable backup, um, I think that would be a win for the Steelers. Mm Um, I don't know though. Is he really better than, than, uh, Mason Rudolph? He has more natural talent than Mason Rudolph, yes. <laughs> but as far as arm strength goes, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like you said, it's probably just that kind of move. It's that, probably not as a replacement for Roethlisberger, but I mean, you never know. There's probably been—I can't think of any off the top of my head—but there's probably been "quote unquote" worse quarterbacks that have changed teams and changed their careers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> or a guy, I'm not going to say he's going to be Breeze status, but it's like he, Breeze was kind of outcasted by San Diego because of his injury. And then you saw how that turned out. But again, I don't think it's going to be like that. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Um, and also Brown's doing some due diligence. Um, they signed wide receiver Ryan Switzer to a one-year deal. So he is back with the Browns. He was on their practice squad, I believe this year. Um, so Switzer staying in Cleveland for this year. I didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah. After he got released by the Steelers, he latched on with the Browns practice squad. Um, and finally, 
Uh, last piece of news here, the Bengals. They are getting new uniforms coming out this spring. Uh-huh. Uh, not sure exactly when, but I I, I did kind of like their video. I don't know if you saw it, their yeah. preview video kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, they'll probably somehow keep the Tiger Stripes, but I do like the way that the uniforms are now because they are, I think, one of the more uh, unique uniforms in the league. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't there, know. There, there's a lot of stuff you can do with their uniforms. I don't know, because, you know, the Browns said they were getting new uniforms and literally they just kept the same ones, essentially. <laughs> well, well, they went back to the same ones after they had those weird ones a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so change isn't always good. <laughs> um, and also, uh, one last thing as well. Because of the passing of uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, um, the Falcons are retiring the number 44 uh, for the 2021 season. Just for the season? Yes. So, yeah, that is all the news we have. Um for this week let's look at the matchups it's championship weekend scratch that out championship weekend um (laughs) we can we can actually um scratch this out literally just just scratch that out there We, we have that capability here um but yeah the The number one seeded Chiefs facing the number two seeded Bills in Kansas City, and then the number one seeded Packers hosting the number five seeded Buccaneers. I mean, this is one of those years, though, that the Buccaneers, I think, were better than. Obviously, they beat the number two Saints, but I think that those teams were pretty equal. Um, but I think they were better than pretty much every other team in the NFC. It's yeah. just because of the way the playoff structure is, they had to be the five seed. Um, but yeah, I I think many people saw this, or at least the NFC matchup, as a potential matchup for this weekend. Um, I know I'm one of a lot of people that didn't see the Bills making it this far. Um, well, once the playoffs came around, I think I, I kind of saw the Bills getting here. But I know at the beginning of the season, I had them winning the division, but I didn't have them getting very far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, these should be two pretty good games, especially right. now that Mahomes is uh, cleared to play. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I think the the Bucks were probably good enough that if they had sort of the NBA style playoffs, uh, they would have been the number three seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though technically not by record, but I think they were good enough to be the number three seed. Mm-hmm. 
pick standings. Here we go. Yes, sir. Look who, look who is game, tied man. now at first. We went undefeated, Alex and I, last week. Uh, you lost on your Saints pick. Mark lost on his Ravens pick. Uh, and it, it would be funny if Mark was on here because he would be ranting about how he told me that the Bills would probably win, but he's going to pick the Ravens anyways. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, all right, Mark, whatever. But, yeah. And the thing is, though, Alex is right there. I know there's only three games left. But. Yeah, so you and I would probably have to get all three wrong for him to win. But. Technically, kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> but with only six teams to pick from, it's uh, a little bit mm-hmm. difficult. Maybe maybe we'll do a tiebreaker in the Super Bowl if if we're still tied after this with uh we'll do score score as tiebreaker. Well, did we pick the same teams? No. <laughs> but Alex and I did, so I don't know. Uh anyways, yes, Mark is now officially eliminated um from the postseason standings. <laughs> Uh, being four games back now. So, here we go. First game on Sunday. The Bucks heading to Lambeau to play the Packers. Packers getting three and a half points here. And it's a clean sweep of the Power G. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Even though the regular season matchup ended with the Buccaneers winning... Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was a big win too, wasn't it? Like 35 to 10 or something like that. I was gonna say they um, didn't. They didn't just win. They they dominated the Packers, 38 yeah. to 38 to 10. Uh, 38 to 10. Um, even though that was the case then, um, and that was also when the Buccaneers were not at full strength and not clicking on all cylinders like they are now. But I don't know, just something about this Packers team seems like. They're the team that's destined to go all the way this year. They're the team that's destined to win it all. Um, and I just – I think that the combination of uh, Rodgers and Devontae Adams is just going to have have themselves a day. I agree. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is not slowing down for anyone. Um, you know, the Bucks defense is the best one they're going to face – uh, in the playoffs this year. So I mean, technically, the Rams were technically, uh, but I think I think the Bucks defense is better than the Rams, though. Even though if even though statistics don't show that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say overall, I think the Buccaneers have better defense. The Rams have probably the two best players, but. Yeah, I mean the the Rams secondary is better than the Bucks. That's what I'll give them. Uh, mm-hmm. But front seven wise, overall. Bucks have better pass rushers. Bucks have better linebackers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that's the only thing. Like I said, that scares me is the Bucks secondary against Devontae Adams, and even even Alan Lazard and uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling have come alive the last couple of weeks uh, for Aaron Rodgers, finding uh, winning against uh, the number two and number three cover guys. So I think. Mm-hmm with those guys actually finally 
they people have been waiting for Alan Lazard and MVS to actually do something so it gives Devonte mm-hmm. a little bit of room um i think with those guys getting it going aaron jones on the ground he's gonna have a tough day um but i do i did still put in some prop bets for aaron jones over um over mm-hmm. i think he needs 62 rushing yards i also have a parlay uh with him getting 85 rushing yards which is kind of a that's, that's kind of, high I that, think. that's high against the bucks defense but uh mm-hmm. 62 i think he can get there um also have have in first touchdown of the game for Devontae Adams. I I've been riding Devontae Adams first touchdown. It's <laughs> it's I don't know the exact stats of how many times he scored the first touchdown of the game for the Packers, but it's a lot. Considering mm-hmm. uh he had what, eighteen touchdowns this year? Something like that. And yeah, he's he scored first touchdown in quite a few games for the Packers. So mm-hmm. it cashed last week. And I'm rolling with it again this week. But I did kind of take a step back and also put in for Robert Tunyon first touchdown mm-hmm. as well, just in case, um, because he's had um, 11 touchdowns this year as well. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I was going to say that uh, Tunyon and Jones are probably the two X factors in this game um, <clears throat> because – he, I think that Tanyan kind of came out of nowhere. Like, uh, he's been one of the better players on the Packers' offense this year, um, which is something that they've really lacked. I don't even remember the last time they had like a legitimate, like, reliable tight end. I mean, they had Jimmy Graham, but he didn't really do anything while he was there in Green Bay. Probably um, Jermichael Finley. Oh yeah, he's probably the last one. Um, so. Now that they actually have a tight end that Rodgers can throw to consistently and reliably, um, I think that'll help out Devontae Adams as well. But like like we said before uh, with Aaron Jones, if he can get going, then there's no stopping the Packers' offense at all. Um, I think that was probably their problem in the first game. I don't know the stats exactly, but I'd assume that they couldn't get the running game going, and that's probably why they fell behind so far. Well, once it once Rodgers threw that pick six, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> but uh, I forgot to say this when we were talking about Ted Thompson uh, in the start of the beginning of the show here. Uh, the list of players that he drafted as GM with the Packers is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, so it starts off with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Ted Thompson's first year was in 05. Um, so Aaron Rodgers... Uh, safety Nick Collins, linebacker Brady Papinga, uh, linebacker A.J. Hawk, uh, wide receivers Greg Jennings and James Jones, uh, kicker Mason Crosby, wide receiver Jul- Jordy Nelson, um, offensive lineman Josh Sitton, tight end Jermichael Finley, like I said, uh, linebacker Clay Matthews, uh, guard T.J. Lang, nose tackle B.J. Raji, uh, offensive tackle Brian Balaga, safety Morgan Burnett, uh, wide receiver Randall Cobb, uh, defensive lineman Lawrence Guy, uh, corner Casey Hayward, D lineman Mike Daniels, uh, offensive tackle David Bakhtiari, running back Eddie Lacy, center JC Treader, 
safety Micah Hyde, safety Haha Clinton Dix, uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams, uh, center Corey Lindsley, nose tackle Kenny Clark, linebacker Blake Martinez, and running backs Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So yeah, there's there's some stars on that list, but there's also a couple of busts. Um, the one that stood out to me was Eddie Lacy, but uh, but he had he had a couple good years in Green Bay, though. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's insane how many good players he drafted. But it always comes like my mind always goes to they had Aaron Rodgers, so. He's obviously one of the best to ever play the game. Definitely one of the best of the last 15 years or however long he's been in the league. Um, But I wonder how many of those, like, receivers would have had the careers they had if they were with a different quarterback. Yeah. Like, like I wonder how many of those receivers actually were – I don't want to say good because they were all good, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what's crazy is that there's a lot of guys on that list that are still playing. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. like He drafted them for the Packers, but some of them turned out very good for other teams. You know, Just like some of the recent ones before he left the Packers, you know, Blake Martinez playing mm-hmm. very well for the Giants right now. Um Haha ha, Clinton Dix has had his moments um, with the Washington football team as well as um, he's on the Cowboys, I believe. Well, uh, I don't want to get too off topic here, but didn't he technically play for the Redskins, though? Yes. Like, I think you could say that he played for the Redskins because he did. He didn't play for the Washington football team. Whatever. <laughs> it's politically correct to say Washington football team anytime you talk about the Washington franchise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Micah Hyde is playing in this championship uh-huh. weekend for the Bills. Uh, you know, David Bakhtiari played well before his injuries with the uh, LA Chargers. Uh, Casey Hayward also with the Chargers. Um, Lawrence Guy with the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb with the Texans this year. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys, or not David Bakhtiari with the Chargers, Brian Balaga with the Chargers. My bad. Mm-hmm. Bakhtiari before the friggin' ACL this year for the Packers. Yeah, uh, that didn't sound right to me, but I was going to let it go. I was like, am I stupid? <laughs> or, like, but yeah. I, again, there's no, like, statistic to look at, or there probably is, but I don't feel like looking at it, but, like, I wonder how many, like he, you listed off a ton of really successful guys there. So, I wonder what's the most like successful players that a GM has ever drafted. But yeah, he's probably up there. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, getting back to this game, over under is fifty two. Um, that's tough. Very tough. I, I think it can get there um, because I think this Packers offense finally has, like, its true identity. Like you said, the other receivers are actually coming into their own finally. Um, and like I mentioned before, Tanyan, he's been great this year. 
I mean, they played each other way back in week six when both of these teams are still trying to figure things out. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think that was the Packers' first loss of the season that week. Um, I mean, they only had three all year. Um, and Yeah, it was. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know. I just think that the Packers are so much better than they were back in week six, even though they were five and zero at that point. Four or four. No, <laughs> yeah. Four. No. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I see a scenario where we're all wrong and the Buccaneers win because it happened back in week six, like I said, but I, again, this Packers team is just too good. I think to let that happen. Yeah, I think what's crazy about going into that game was it was 4-0 Packers heading to Tampa to play 3-2 and Oh yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, so I think that really kind of turned their season around. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they only lost three three more down the stretch, so... Um, yeah. You know. um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This... Well, it's also, I think, a big factor is that it's going to be in Green Bay. Um, I don't know yeah. if you looked up the forecast for Green Bay for this weekend, but it's probably going to be cold at the very least. On um, ESPN, it says 32 degrees and... They're going to be snow? Snow showers. Not not a lot, though. It looks like it only has, mm-hmm. it only has one snowflake as opposed to three snowflakes, so I'm thinking <laughs> that thinking that means it might snow. Chance of snow. Um, I mean, not that Brady's not used to that because he played in New England for 20 years, but um, I just, I don't know. I think being down in Tampa had kind of, he might have forgotten what it's like to play up there. Um, But yeah, I just, everything's pointing to the Packers going on to the Super Bowl this year. I, I will say, though, the story for the NFL is to have the Bucks win and to get Brady just one more little check on his little resume um, to be the only quarterback to guide a team to a, a Super Bowl in his home stadium. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, the narratives for the Super Bowl would be a lot better if Brady's in it. Because no matter who wins the AFC matchup, it would be a good story. Being that it would be either against one of his old rivals in the Bills or against pretty much his successor as the best quarterback in the AFC with Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And that would be Brady-Mahomes part four, I believe. Uh, they played in two back to back AFC championships, um, and then they well, played once they in the regular play season. Last year, <laughs> huh? So they didn't play in the playoffs last year because the Titans knocked the Patriots out in the wild card round. Well, they played they played them in. Um, Okay, well, maybe not back-to-back AFC championships, but they played them in back-to-back playoffs, though, I'm pretty sure. Mm. 
Um, I know they did in 18. They played in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Uh, trying to trying to see what it is right here. But yeah, I I think it's a lot less uh, kind of headline stuff if the Packers play whoever in the AFC. And I don't, I can't. It's, yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, they, they, uh, or they've actually played. Yeah, they, they have played four times as already. So this would be the fifth time that they get to the Super Bowl against each other. Because they, they played in um, 2018. They played in the regular season with Brady beating Kansas City 43-40 to uh, in 2018. And then uh, the AFC Championship game in 2019, 37-31 in overtime for the Patriots. Regular season... 2019, Chiefs beat the Patriots 23-16, to and then they played this year, remember that one, so it would be the fifth time with uh, the record standing at 2-2 two and two right now. But yeah, anyways. Uh, this one is 305 on Fox. Let's get to the AFC Championship game here. The Bills going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, defending champs, looking to get back to the Super Bowl for the be the first team to get back to the Super Bowl in back to back seasons since the Patriots. <laughs> um,. Uh, yeah, like I said, this one I think is going to be a very uh, interesting game. Um, I think that this one, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this one will be a closer game or the other one, but I think that these two teams are very similar um, in that they both have stud number one receivers and very good up-and-coming quarterbacks. I mean, Mahomes is above and beyond pretty much everybody else, but Josh Allen has shown this year why he belongs in the NFL. Um, possibly, he, he's probably going to get a top three finish in the MVP. Um, but, yeah, I just think that the Chiefs are, they are built to win. Not that the Bills aren't, but the like you said, the Chiefs were here last year. They did it last year. They've been to the AFC Championship now, what, three years in a row? Um, All in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And so the Chiefs are that team now. They are the new Patriots, as much as I hate to say it. Or I actually kind of love to say it because that means the Patriots aren't in anymore. But um, 
Yeah, and the Bills, this might be an AFC championship for years to come because the Bills are up there too. But I just, I, I don't, I think that this is still the Chiefs, until they lose, it's still the Chiefs game to lose. So that's what a lot of people are saying about the Bills now is that, is this going to start another run like their 90s run where they had four mm-hmm. straight Super Bowls? appearances um i'd laugh if that happens again if they go to four straight and not win another not win one again yeah that's almost impossible to do go to eight and never win Mm -hmm. but anyway uh but i've been saying it all along i i think the bills are a team of destiny uh i think they're they're ready to get to the super bowl they're ready to win their first one um Nothing against the Chiefs. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are fantastic. But they they haven't been dominant like they were. Uh, they won uh, all of their close games this year. I was reading an article um, before about how they went undefeated in one-score games this year. Uh, which is very hard to do. And, you know, the Bills have dominated a lot of people. Uh, and we saw last week, when Mahomes went out, you know, the Browns were on the brink of winning that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they only just wouldn't have punted <laughs> and let Chad Henney get the ball, <laughs> of all people. Um... But, yeah, I I just think the Bills are set up. They showed something last week with their defense that they actually do have a defense that can stop people. Granted, it's against the one-dimensional Ravens. Uh, Ravens fans at me for calling your team one-dimensional, but you are. Um, Yeah, I, I just think the Bills' offense is too good. The Chiefs' defense, both defenses aren't great. Uh, so I think it'll be a high-scoring affair. But I do believe the Bills overall uh, will get the win. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. But this is I, – I think this might be one of the best championship weekends, though, that we've had in a while. Yeah. Just uh, based on the previews of the matchups and stuff. I mean, it could turn out to be like the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl a couple years ago and be two of the worst games ever, but – from what it looks like, it's, it's going to be a good weekend. It's just crazy that it's old school and new school mm-hmm. <laughs> between the two games. Oh, yeah. But that's what's going to kill the NFC coming coming up, though. You know, they the NFC has to find new young quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. who do you really have? You have Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, well, but that's he, if he stays in the AFC or in the NFC with right, the Cowboys, he's not even guaranteed to stay in the in the at, with the Cowboys. So, you know, who else is an upcoming superstar in the NFC? You know, you still have Russell Wilson, who's relatively young for a quarterback. Yes, uh, but he's you know took a dive in each of the last two mm-hmm. uh, second halves of the season. So. I'm trying to think of the playoff quarterbacks from this year. I mean, you got Goff, but he isn't no, a superstar quarterback. 
Um, I mean, Washington has a chance of getting somebody. Um, I don't know who they get, but yeah, they're too far back in the draft. But I mean, I you know the NFC team. There could be, there could be guys. You know, we still have this draft coming, um, and there's there's NFC teams in position to take quarterbacks like Atlanta, like mm-hmm. Carolina. Um, so that that's gonna that's gonna see change things probably. Um, but hey, yeah, the, Sam Darnold could be a future Hall of Famer in the NFC. The, you never the, know. The AFC is just you know, loaded with young quarterback talent. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Deshaun Watson might even move. So, we'll see. <laughs> Bring Deshaun to the NFC. The, the Panthers The Panthers are rumored, so. I don't know. I, yeah, but he has control over where he goes. It'd be interesting to see what my face looks like if that day came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this one, the over-under is 54. Like I said, I think high-scoring. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's like that first game that I talked about uh, between Tom Brady's Patriots and uh, the Chiefs when they first played forty-three to forty. That high scoring. You don't think it's going to get to uh, to the Chiefs Rams status from a couple years ago, like the fifty-one to fifty or whatever it was? No. <laughs> Hundred points. No. Uh, but yeah, I like the over 54 in that one. Uh, 640 on CBS, home of Super Bowl 55 this year. Next Friday, we will have Senior Bowl preview as well as a preliminary preview of Super Bowl 55, talking about the matchup a little bit, talking about the storylines that we're hearing that week. Um, but yeah, we will have all of the, we are going to talk about the senior bowl rosters on the Monday show coming up. Uh, and then really next Friday, we'll really preview the game. Um, you know, talk about who are most excited to watch on Saturday, um, and who might need to improve, which I have a guy in mind. Uh, who who will get the most out of the senior bowl? I should say. Uh-huh. But yes, that is our show today. Um, almost right on an hour. You know, another short one. Mm-hmm. We get in these short shows on postseason. We got we got stuff to talk about though. Uh, still, it's not like we never have stuff to talk about. There's always stuff to talk about. Uh-huh. But. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as here on Facebook. Uh, please like and share everything. Um, and also hit the subscribe button on Spotify. Join us at FAPodcast.com. Check out all our shows there. Great show as always, Chris, and I'll see you all on Monday. See you later.